0: Proverbs say, whoever says to the guilty, you're innocent, people will curse him and nations will denounce him. But it will go well with those who rebuke the guilty and rich blessing will come upon them.
1: Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. Author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas, Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages and challenges you from the word of God. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Life Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, Pastor Jeff continues this exciting series entitled, Piercing the Darkness. On the last Life Talk program, Pastor Jeff began talking about what happens when societies begin to call good, bad, and bad, good. History is full of these nations who choose to move in the direction of perversion and delusion, but now, where are those societies? Those nations are in the dustbin of history. Gone. Gone. On this episode of Life Talk, Pastor Jeff continues to show us what the scriptures have to say about some of the most current headlines in our own nation, how the bitter is now considered sweet and the sweet bitter. This is a very important teaching for you and your family and friends. So grab your Bibles and let's go right to part two of Pastor Jeff's message, When Light is Dark and Dark is Light. God said to Ish,
0: Ish, meet Eshaw. Then Jesus said, What God has joined, what God has joined, let no man put asunder. What is he saying? Jesus is saying that God made Ish and Eshaw for the purpose of marriage. I mean, this is where we need the Word of the Lord to help us because our culture is desperately confused and going down the tube. Your children, the children all over the United States of America, some places worse than others are being taught the complete opposite of this. And I say it's time preachers and Christians had better start speaking up and declaring the truth. God made Eshaw and Ish to bring them together in marriage. And in marriage, let not anyone put that asunder, because God is the one that joins Ish and Eshaw. The first thing Jesus ever did as a miracle was done at a wedding between Ish and Eshaw, the wedding of Cana. He blessed the wedding in Cana. Now nowhere in all the Word of God can you remotely find anything or any other arrangement than this one, a marriage between a man and a woman. This is an undeniable irrefutable, inescapable, non-negotiable truth in both Scripture and in nature. Now, I know it's not popular to quote the passages I'm about to read, but again, I've got to be faithful to God's Word. And His instruction manual for life and living is right here. So just quoting the Word, I'm a teacher of the Word of God. This is my textbook. This is it. This is where I'm coming from. Because the churches that pierce the darkness are gonna, in these dark times are going to be the churches that stay with the Word of God. So how does God view homosexuality? How does He view lesbianism? How does He view it? In 17 sexual prohibitions found in Leviticus 18, God adds personal commentary to only three of them, incest, which He calls wickedness, bestiality, which He calls perversion, and homosexuality, which He calls detestable. Now, I know what you're going to retort. You're going to say, yeah, but Jeff, that's Old Testament. We're not living in the Old Testament. Okay, let's follow that logic just for a minute. Does that mean that incest and bestiality are also okay? That okay with you? Because incest and bestiality and the prohibitions against them are found in the same chapter of the same book of the Old Testament. So you see, you're sliding down a slippery slope if you say, well, we're going to pick and choose. We don't think that it's any longer wrong to be in a homosexual lifestyle and Leviticus is outdated, then you're going to also have to listen to those who are going to rise up and say, well then, I think incest is fine. Or I think bestiality is fine. Is that where you want the culture to go? You say, Pastor Jeff, it would never go there. Did you think it would ever go where it is now? I didn't. I would never have believed if you had plucked me out of the early 70s into this day and age, right now, this hour, this year, I would not have believed what I would see. It's happened because we've thrown this out. Now, you can't have it both ways. If you're going to say, well, Leviticus is wrong, then you have to open the door for incest to be okay. Bestiality and all the other prohibitions in there. You say, well then, okay. But I know Jesus never directly condemned homosexuality. He never said the word. He never said anything about incest or bestiality either. He didn't have to. It's obvious. One of the laws of biblical interpretation is that we should interpret a passage in light of other passages in the Bible. Because the Bible agrees with itself. If it says something over here, it'll agree with it over here. The Bible is a unit. It is not a book of many, many different thoughts on any topic. It is a uniform theme on any given topic or issue. So what does the New Testament say about The homosexual lifestyle. And again, see the Word of God, folks, it's a wall of protection. God doesn't want to be a party pooper. He doesn't want to cramp your style. He doesn't want to cause you to not enjoy life. But He will give His Word to protect us from what damages and destroys us. So He says homosexuality, among other sexual sins, is forbidden in the Word of God. First Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Listen to this one. Paul writes to the Corinthian church that was overflowing with sexual perversion, sexual promiscuity, and he writes to them and says, Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, that being fornication or premarital sex, or who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or who practice homosexuality. He just listed four sexual sins. One of them was homosexuality. He goes on, telling us about those who will not inherit the kingdom of God, or thieves, or greedy people, or drunkards, or those who are abusive, or those who cheat people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Then he says this, But some of you were once like that. Who's he talking to? Corinthian Christians. And he's saying, some of you were thieves. Some of you were adulterers. Some of you lived in fornication. And some of you were, past tense, homosexuals. He goes on and says, but you were made holy. You were cleansed. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Paul is saying that when they came to Christ, they forsook those things. That's what he's saying. How can you? lay hands on someone, live that lifestyle and ordain them. If the Bible says, they should have left that behind by inverting truth. Romans 1 gets even stronger. Buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. For the wrath of God, says Paul, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that, now listen carefully. I'm going to tell you When a society is plunged into darkness, listen, when they knew God, they knew about Him, they knew the reality of God, knew that He was real, knew that He was there. When they knew God, they didn't glorify Him as God, neither were they thankful to Him, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Watch this. They disconnected from God. They said, I know you're there, but I'm not going to glorify you as God. I'm not going to give you the glory. I'm not going to worship you, and I'm not going to give you thanks. In other words, I'm cutting you out of my life. When you cease responding to God as God, and you don't thank Him, you're not thankful for anything, you live disconnected from God, here's what happens. They became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise we don't need god anymore we don't need him in our textbooks we don't need him in our schools we're smarter than god they became fools for this cause what cause they didn't glorify him as god and they didn't thank him as god for this cause god gave them up now here's what that means god convicts you he deals with you he says i'm god you all be worshiping me, walking with me, thanking me, coming into line with my will for your life. And you say, no, I want you out of my life. I want you out of our schools. I want you out of our public square. We don't want you in our society anymore. God says, really? Okay, go for it. He turns you over. Those four words are some of the scariest words in the Bible for me. God turned them over over. Turn them over to what? Their own lower nature. That's why you ought to worship God, love God, walk with God, obey God. Because as long as you do, He keeps you pulled up. He keeps you walking in righteousness. He keeps you honoring Him. But as soon as you say, don't need you, don't want you, goodbye, adios, it's been real, toodaloo, God says, finally, okay, Turn them over. And what were they turned over to? Vile affections. What were the vile affections? For even their women did exchange the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural, Ish, ishaw, the natural, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, Men committed, listen to the Bible, indecent acts with other men and received in themselves a penalty for their perversion. What's perversion? It's inversion of the truth. Furthermore, he goes on, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, don't even want to be thinking about you. I don't even want to be thinking about you. Get out of my thoughts. Because they didn't even want to retain the knowledge of God He gave them over again to what a reprobate mind to do what ought not to be done what's reprobate it means the inability to distinguish right from wrong good from bad righteous from unrighteous sweet from bitter up from down it's actually the inversion of right and wrong god said okay go for it and off they went and they ended up in sexual perversion, but it didn't stop there. And then he turned them over again to a reprobate mind, where then they start saying, this isn't wrong. Why do you say this is wrong? Ah, this is right. And you're wrong. Don't tell me I'm wrong. I've been illuminated. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm up to speed. You're not. And you know what? They mean it. You know why? They can't see it anymore. This is what my Bible says. I'm a teacher of the Word of God. I'm being true to my textbook. The Bible is saying something every Christian, every Jew, and every American should pay close attention to. God has revealed first to all men the difference between right and wrong. It's in your conscience and it's in nature, the Bible says. You may not like God's rules, but we're all without excuse as to what those rules are. Number two, if you don't obey God's rules, your heart becomes darkened to the truth. You might think you know better than God, but you're actually a fool if you turn him away. Third, when a whole society rejects the one true God and begins worshiping false gods, it opens that society up to judgment. Well, what is the judgment? Is it fire and brimstone and earthquakes and hail and all this stuff we see in the Old Testament? What does it mean when it says we come under judgment if we turn God away as a culture? no here's what the judgments are the judgments include more unrighteous behavior sexual immorality meanness greed envy violence conflict lies gossip hate for god pride self-centeredness mercilessness and disrespect for parents by children and number one on the list is homosexuality and i want you to notice something it's not just homosexuality Women with women, men with men. But it's an increase in those who take pleasure in the exhibition of homosexual behavior. Listen to verse 32, the last verse in Romans 1. Quote, they not only do these things themselves, but approve and applaud and amen others who practice them. See, our culture thinks it's moving towards revelation and illumination and modernization but it's not it's moving backward what I just read to you does it sound like any society you know about where now more and more and more and more and more people are applauding homosexual behavior and lifestyle and philosophy and worldview Arnold Schwarzenegger coming out last week I think we ought to go into more homosexual, same-sex marriage unions. It ought to be happening. Really, Arnold? Go back to movies. Just because you acted like you were somebody else doesn't mean you've got some authority with what you say. I'm so sick of it. (laughs) now catch this if Romans 1 is true it's telling us that America is right now under God's judgment if Romans 1 is true it's telling us that right now we're under God's judgment We're already being judged in the here and now for rejecting God. And one of those judgments is the explosion of homosexuality in our culture and the absolute explosion in the number of people accepting it, condoning it, and even rejoicing in it. And that's what the militant homosexual movement is trying to make us do. Accept it, sanction it, agree with it, and applaud it. Can't go there. Won't go there whether you're a Christian or not, this affects you. It shapes the world in which you and your children live. I could tell you some stories, don't have time, but I could go into what's happening in schools around the nation that are just absolutely mind-numbing and stunning and mind-blowing. It's unbelievable. If you think our society is depraved today, you haven't seen anything yet if the church doesn't stand up. But good news What is the answer? Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Jesus Christ came to set us free. And the truth will make you free. So I'm going to tell you what we do now. You say, well, what do I do, Pastor Jeff? Because I see what you're saying and it's true. Quickly, here it is. One, you're going to have to lovingly start speaking up to those seeking to mainstream homosexuality and any other form of sin or perversion and say it is wrong this is wrong and I'm not a bigot and I'm not a homophobe and I'm not a hater if I was a hater I wouldn't care what was happening to you I'd walk away and let you be destroyed but because I do care and I do walk in love and I know what it is to be in bondage in compassion and love I'm saying I've got to draw the line in the sand this is wrong Listen. The Proverbs say, Whoever says to the guilty, you're innocent, people will curse him and nations will denounce him. But it will go well with those who rebuke the guilty, and rich blessing will come upon them. Two, do what you can in your circle of influence to turn the tide. No longer be a wallflower, do what you can. In your circle of influence to turn the tide. In your children's schools. In your churches. Those of you listening by radio. If your church is going this direction, take a stand. Speak up. In your towns and in your cities. Wherever this attack lands near you, be a voice of sanity and boldness. Here's what you say. You're going to have to get past me for this to happen here. and don't be one of these milk toast spineless jelly spine marshmallow good for nothing unsalty unlit so-called christian if you're a child of god you ought to be saying man i better stand up and speak up and pray up and get out there and do something about this third and finally don't fear being persecuted for your stand I play for an audience of one. And I'm so serious. Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. He also said, if you make one of these little ones stumble, it's better for you if a millstone was tied around your neck and you were thrown into the ocean and you plummeted down at the bottom. Better for you there than you make one of these little ones stumble. If we keep silent, this Militant homosexuality, lesbianism, perversion that is being taught to our children will corrupt an entire... You won't know your country in 10 to 20 years. But Christ in you is the hope of glory. Jesus said, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and call you bigot and call you homophobe. And I'm sticking this in there, but it's just what Jesus was saying. When they say all manner against you, falsely, when they call you names, homophobe, bigot, racist, backward, Arkansas, bucktooth, numbskull, unschooled, idiot, get out of the public arena, you stand up and you say no. The fact is I'm a born-again, blood-washed child of God and I think this is wrong. Jesus said rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who came before you the gloves are off, news flash the fight is on, the game is afoot it's time to stand up and speak up in love but firmly and say this isn't the way there's a better way and you'd be amazed at what just one of you can do turn the tide
1: in Romans chapter 1 we read since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God he gave them over to a reprobate mind to do what ought not to be done reprobate what does that mean Reprobation means the inability to distinguish right from wrong. It actually means the inversion of right and wrong. The writer of Romans is saying something that every Christian, every Jew, and every American should pay close attention to. God has revealed to all men the difference between right and wrong. You may not like God's rules, but we are all without excuse as to what those rules are. If you are in that world system and can't seem to find your way back to God, He is as close to you as your next breath right now. Call on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. God loves you. He doesn't tell you about evil to destroy you, but to keep you from being destroyed by evil. Well, that's it for this time. We hope you've enjoyed the message and will remember this. God transforms suffering people into comforters. He brings gain out of pain. Join Pastor Jeff again next time for another exciting message from his life-changing series, Piercing the Darkness. Until then, may God bless you richly.
0: When light is dark and dark is light is the second message of Pastor Jeff's new series, Piercing the Darkness. You can own a copy of this six-CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Piercing the Darkness, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information.
1: For those of you who will help Life Talk reach America with God's Word, Jeff has written a beautiful booklet entitled, Let the Journey Continue, the Spirit-Filled Life. Let the Journey Continue is a beautifully designed companion booklet to our last month's offer. Let the journey begin. Let the Journey Continue explains in a simple, easy to read style what the Bible teaches about walking in the Spirit. This will surely be a helpful addition to your spiritual resources library. And Let the Journey Continue would make a great gift for that teen in the house, friend, coworker, or spouse that might be struggling to understand how to live the Christian life in victory. Don't miss this beautifully illustrated little booklet for a gift of any size to helping Lifetalk take God's Word to America. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station